Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Tonight, I am so honored to have with us, he's not a guest, like I said, he's family to this house, and Pastor Benny Perez is the lead pastor of the Church LV. But beyond that, he is the bishop, he's a prophet, he is a man of God who is just literally, the gift that's on Pastor Benny's life is a gift our generation needs. Our generation tries to say, oh, well, it's kind of, you know, it's weird. No, it's spiritual because the same people go watch paranormal activity, but they're, anyway, we need the power of God in this generation. And tonight we have a carrier of the power of God. But I do want to say, I want to take this in front of our church family, my wife and everybody. I want to say, Pastor Benny, this past year in 2020, I want to thank you because the relationship that we've built, talking, you know, the things that we do is, has been a blessing and it really got me through 2020, you know, all the things we're dealing with that helped me get my mind off and just all the memories we share together. You've been a blessing in my life and it was a daily encouragement and I really felt it kept me sane, kept me focused and uh, just really helped me. So I love you. We honor you. I want you to know we honor you, the gift that's on your life. You are a gift to this generation. Would you help me welcome pastor, prophet, author, man of God, Pastor Benny Perez. Come on, give him a hand clap. And his wife, Pastor Benny Perez. Come on, let's give God some praise. Come on, Freedom House. Come on. There he goes through my notes on there. Stay standing, stay standing. You're going to be sitting for about two hours as I preach, so stay standing. Uh, just turn off the clock. We're going to have church tonight. Aren't you glad you're in church already? Hey, listen, before I, before I get into um, anything, I just, uh, just wanted to say a big thank you. We love this house. I asked my wife, um, people say, do you believe in miracles? I said, yeah, look what God gave me, all right? People always say this, how'd you get her? I want to punch that person when they say that. <laughs> she was blind, but now she can see. Second greatest thing that ever happened to me after Jesus was this woman right here. I couldn't build a church. I couldn't do a lot of things. Before her, I had lots of money. After her, I don't have any money. But I trade it all. Because Wendy Perez, you're amazing. You're incredible. You're anointed. You're called. And I wanted her to give you a word. Come on, give, give, give a word to everybody. Thank you, church family. Honestly, it's just such an honor to be with you every single time we come, just to see everything that God is doing and just the growth. I mean, who would have thought in the middle of 2020, looking around this room, all the hungry people, come on, that God is moving on. Everyone that's joining us online as well, and you're tuning in tonight. I, I just, I just, my heart is so expectant for what God is doing in and among this community. And I just think that He has something really special happening in Orange County, California. It's always been a place that's near and dear to our heart. Uh, we not only have 
uh, you know, family as in like blood related family, but we have extended church family like Freedom House. And uh, I, I tell you what, God is just moving in Orange County. It gives me chills to think about what he might be ushering in in 2021. And I just, I was super encouraged when I came in and saw your theme for the year. And as soon as I read the three R's and I'm not gonna get them right, they're like revive, rebuild, restore. That's that's a really good one too. Immediately when I saw that, um, uh, the word that just came to me was reveal, 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 reveal. And in Psalm 111 verse four, it begins, it says, his unforgettable works of surpassing wonder reveal his grace and tender mercy. He satisfies all who love and trust Him, and He keeps every promise He makes. He reveals mighty power and marvels to His people by handing them nations as a gift. All God accomplishes is flawless, faithful, and fair, and His every word proves trustworthy and pure. I think that God is going to reveal his mighty power. But here's sometimes what we don't always understand because, you know, I did a vision board this year and I'm believing God for some very specific things as well as some bigger things for our church, bigger things for the the big C church, right? The body of Jesus in large. But any of those things that he has given us don't come without a little bit of resistance. When we want, when we say, God, reveal your mighty power, guess what that comes with? Some resistance so that he has to utilize his power to show himself strong on your behalf. So let's not be people. Hey, church, we made it through 2020. Let's not be people that doubt God's mighty power. Come on, to rebuild and to restore and to revive and to reveal himself strong on behalf of his people. He is mighty and he is moving on our behalf. If we made it through last year, I'm telling you, we can make it through anything. We made it through shutdowns and not meeting and telling us we can do this and we can't do that. And God still continue to move on our behalf. Come on, what can he do this year? So many times we enter into a year and as we enter into the year, we have so much expectation and then one thing goes wrong and we're literally like, oh, forget it. It's going to be another 2020. Am I the only one, right? I start out great with my exercise plan that I started the last 22 years. We've been married and I quit two weeks in or what have you, whatever it is. But it's so funny, the enemy loves, he loves to flood our souls by reminding us of some negative things that happened in our life last year. And then what he does is all of a sudden this flood comes in. Baby, baby, those those things are over and done with. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Thank you, God, that any resistance is just an opportunity for you to show up. It is for you to reveal your character in a new and exciting way. It is an an avenue for me to go deeper in the things of God, to trust you more, to grow my faith, to become the man and the woman that you have called me to be. 
You are for me. You are with me. You never leave me. You never forsake me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He is strong on behalf of his people. Don't forget that this year. Don't let the enemy distract you from what he is growing on the inside of you. Oh, it's going to be a good year. It doesn't even matter what circumstance happened. It's going to be a good year. Amen. Wow. Come on, give my wife, Pastor Wendy Perez, big old hand clap. Hey, look, Freedom House. See, you're different. You're different. You Listen, when I say give a hand clap, don't give a golf clap. You know when they golfers? But I'm at Freedom House. We give NFL, football, crazy, UFC, wild. Five-second praise break. Five, four, three... Okay, let's get into the words. Stay standing, please. Thank you so much, Wendy, for that. We're going to begin in the book of uh, Mark, chapter 6, verse 34 through 44. I got a, a word for you. I really do. I got a great word for, I believe, for this church. I believe it's a word that God gave me, if I could say it this way, for the body of Christ. I think this is my eighth time preaching in one week. So I preached, I preached last week, and then I did Friday night. Revival Saturday night, two sat two Sunday mornings. Then I flew to Southern California, preached in Valencia, right by Mount, Magic Mountain. Two Sunday nights because the crowds are too big. Five and seven thirty. I was exhausted, so I just stayed and slept for two days. And now I showed up at your place. I go home. I go home, minister this weekend. Then I fly back to LA to do another revival service on Sunday night. I think God is up to something in Southern California. Come on, and I think Freedom House Church is at the come on is at the front of what God is doing in Southern California. So I, I'm fired up to be here. I want to give honor to your pastors very quickly. No great church just happens. No, no great church just all of a sudden shows up. I'm grateful for many years ago that Pastor Josiah and Pastor Marie that, that God spoke to them. And they started in their living room. I see those pictures. And look what God has done from a living room to multiply thousands, multi-site, online. Come on, can you give a big hand clap? We love our pastors. Come on, we honor them. They're incredible, incredible, incredible people. Me and Wendy really do, really do love them and, and uh, just love to come and just be a part. And me and your pastor, we got a lot closer. And when he's talking about it, we were talking almost every day. Every day I got tired of talking to him every day. Every day I got, oh God, I got to talk to him. I was talking to him more than I was talking to God. You know, that's a lot. Amen. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. Mark chapter 6, we're going to begin at verse 34. And I'm going to quote, though, John 10, 10. Jesus speaks in John 10, 10, and he says these words. He says, for the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life, come on, and life more abundantly. Okay, so the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If anything is stealing, killing, and destroying in your life, that's not of God. 
but but the Bible says, come on, that Jesus came to give us life and life more. Come on, help me. Come on, more what? Say, say abundantly, more what? Abundantly. Now we're going to go to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. We're going to read this very quickly. And, and this is Jesus, and it says, when Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Somebody say sheep. sheep. Say louder, sheep. Sheep without a what? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he began to teach them many things, and when it grew late, somebody say grew late. Just like tonight. Say just like tonight. Mm-hmm. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, now watch what they say. This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages to buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, no, 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 <clears throat> you give them something to eat. <clears throat> and they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give, them, uh, give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, man, we got five loaves and two fish fillet. Mm-hmm. Then he commanded them to all sit down, watch this, in groups on green grass. Somebody say green grass. He, that green grass you sit on. Just want to clarify. <laughs> they don't know what that is here, God. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody's ever done that grass before. Hallelujah. They've all been saved all their life. Glory to God. Then he commanded them to all sit down in, on, on, in groups on green grass. So they sat down in groups watched by hundreds and fifties. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And he divided the two fish among them and they all ate and were satisfied. Listen to me. They all ate and they were satisfied. 2021 is going to be the year when you get satisfied. This is the year going to be, oh, somebody's going to catch what I'm about ready to say. And he took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. Thank you, Lord, for your word. In the name of Jesus, come on. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you, my brothers, for the music. I want to just jump right in and, and just, just give you the title of the message. Um, I want, the title of the message is very simply this. We're in a series in our church, and, and it, it, it's spun into something bigger because I used to always be intrigued with the works of Jesus. I got intrigued with the signs and wonders and miracles and, and, and all that Jesus did. And, 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 and I, I, I love that. And we need to see more of that in our churches. But I begin to step back and I said, okay, I, I, I love what Jesus did, but there's, there's, there's something else here. Let me give you an example. I have a friend and he's very wealthy. He's done very well. When I say very well, I mean extremely well. Sold a company, one of his companies for $90 million. He's done very well. And, uh, and he, he knows he's blessed to be a blessing. And, uh, and, and I love to see people do very well. I actually used to get really intrigued with his Ferraris and his Lamborghinis and, and where he lived and all the stuff that he possessed. And, and then I say, wait a second, I, I, I want to get not just enthralled with what he has and what he does, but I want to know how he thinks. Because if you could find out how someone successfully thinks, come on, you may be able to get what they got. And we are so intrigued in our culture with all social media throws out there, and we all, we all see all the sight and all that kind of stuff. But could I tell you something? It's more important not to get enthralled with what people have, but you got to ask the question, how do they think? 
So I begin to ask this question, Jesus, how do you think? And this series is birth, and the title of the message is Think Like Jesus, and the one word for the, me- for the title of the message is abundance. Jesus never thought lack. He only saw abundance. It, it, we, we are on this journey. In fact, me and my wife are writing a book. It'll be released in, in the fall, and it's called Think Like Jesus, okay? It's going to be exciting. Jesus had these kind of thoughts that we need to have. Like, 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 like Jesus always thought abundance. He never thought lack. Let me give you another one. Jesus thought this way. Jesus did not obey out of fear retribution from his father, but because of the love of his father. Jesus, watch me, he thought, I am significant, I am loved, I don't have to perform, I don't have to do anything to receive the Father's love. That's the way Jesus thought, and if that's the way Jesus thought, that's the way you should think. In fact, let me just say to you this way, you should never entertain a thought in your head that Jesus doesn't have in his head towards you. Okay, you missed that one right there. I'll say it again. You should never entertain a thought that's in your head that God does not have in his head. Come on, somebody, towards you. So those thoughts of fear and condemnation and shame and and rejection and pain and all that. Listen to me. If God doesn't have that in his mind towards you, you should have it in your mind towards yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So I began to be on this journey in, in abundance, abundance. God began to speak to me, and he, talked, he, he took me to this scripture in the book of John, chapter 6. And, and, and the backdrop is, is that Jesus, watch this now, Jesus has suffered incredible trauma with the loss of one of his dear, dear cousins called John the Baptist. He actually gets told that your cousin, your favorite cousin has just passed away, has just now been beheaded by Herod, and Jesus gets this news, and Jesus was just like you and just like me. He had emotion, he had pain, he had disappointment, and now he gets this trauma, and he's overwhelmed. And what the Bible says is that Jesus now, what does he do? Jesus now goes and says, guys, we need to go away for a little while. I need to take some time. I need to process a little bit, and I'm grateful that you love your pastor enough that he's able to take some time, come on, somebody, and process and get the healing that he needs. It's amazing that Jesus says, hey, guys, let's go away and, 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 and spend some time apart. So the Bible says that when he goes to this other place, the Bible says that this massive crowd begins to follow him. And this crowd goes ahead of him. And now Jesus, as he goes to this other place, there's multiplied thousands that are waiting for Jesus. Now watch, Jesus has this trauma and Jesus needs some time. And all of a sudden Jesus shows up and there's thousands of people that are there. And Jesus does something different than most of us would do. The Lord began to speak to me, and I want to give you some points. And I'm telling you, God's going to erupt in this place in about 25 minutes. I want you to write this down. Think like Jesus' abundance. Number one, Jesus sees people, not problems. It's going to get so good. Jesus sees people, not problems. When Jesus goes over the other side, I guarantee you, if there was all us, we're like, oh, great. 
I need a break. And all these people are here. All the disciples are like, man, we're exhausted. We've been serving in revival services. Now all these other people are here. Jesus, though, he sees people, not problems. Notice what the Bible says is that Jesus sees this massive humanity, and the Bible says that they were following Jesus because they liked what he said, and they saw their miracles. There is no indication that they are actually believers in Jesus. They just like what Jesus said, and they liked what Jesus did. And I love this because Jesus was not bothered because people were following him because they liked what he said, and they liked what he did. And let me say it to you this way. If it didn't bother Jesus, it shouldn't bother us. What do you mean by that? Some people in my church is like, man, the only people, the reason why they come to church, Alvy, is because we give food away. And, and they're only coming because of this. And they're only coming of that. And I'm saying, listen to me. Leave them alone. I'd rather have people come and hang out and hear about Jesus. Come on. Hang out with Jesus. Because sooner or later, come on, they're going to be followers of Jesus. This religious mindset that, 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 well, people are coming for the wrong reasons and, and because there's really attractive girls or really handsome men at Freedom House Church. Hey, however we have to set the bait, let's set the bait, baby. I really have people coming to church because they're good-looking people. They're going to a club. Come on now. I mean, Jesus wasn't tripping. It's like, man, all you want me is you just want bread and you, and you just want food and you just want this and you just want that. Because when we are like that, we see problems, not people. But Jesus had this abundance mindset. And it says this, he saw the people two ways. He saw them with compassion and he saw them as sheep without shepherd. This is going to get so good. He saw them with compassion, with mercy, with love. He didn't see them with judgment and condemnation. If that's the way Jesus saw those people in the scripture, that's the way Jesus, come on, sees us today. Jesus had such an abundance mindset that he began to see people, not problems. And he was moved with compassion. He had compassion with all these people that were following him, thousands of people. He has this incredible compassion. He was moved with compassion. And then he says this. He says, because he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. I used to think, because I've been preaching this gospel for 35 years. I know I look younger. I know. But, but suffice it to say, I've been preaching for 35 years. I started when I was five. But I used to think, right, that we were only sheep. Like, like, like people that follow Jesus are only sheep. That's not true. All of humanity is sheep. We just happen to be ones that are found. Humanity, you're either lost or you're found. But everybody is sheep. Now, it's notice, notice what he says. They were sheep without a shepherd. Now, why is this significant? Well, because I used to think that a shepherd is needed to guard the sheep and, and to guide the sheep and, and to keep away the wolves. And, and somehow, yeah, yeah, that, that is a role of the shepherd. But there's actually a deeper, more profound role that a shepherd has over the sheep. Sheep are interesting. 
Unlike cows, when cows graze, they will eat the grass, but they will naturally move on. They, 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 they'll just eat all the way to the very top of the soil, and they'll stop. Goats, on the other hand, will, will eat not only grass, but they'll go and they'll reach up and they'll try and eat from the branches. But sheep are different. Sheep without a shepherd, what they do is that they begin to graze. And a shepherd's role is to continue to move the sheep forward. Because if you don't have a shepherd, what do the sheep do? The sheep stay in an area and they overgraze. They don't only eat the grass, they eat the root. And what they do is they turn a place of abundance into a place of lack. Oh, <laughs> oh you're going to catch this one. I, oh, I feel something already. Because, because here, here's what happens. Jesus is making a statement. He says there's sheep without a shepherd. When you and I do not allow the shepherd into our relationships, we'll turn those relationships that were, were abundance into lack. When we don't allow the shepherd into our resources and our finances, we turn a place of abundance into lack. Wherever the shepherd is not allowed to come in, whatever area Jesus does not occupy, whatever area, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing good right now. Oh, everything, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know you're single and you want to get married because you think that man or that woman is going to fulfill you. And what you're going to do is you're going to start off in a relationship with abundance, but because you're looking to them instead of the shepherd, you're going to turn it into lack. They're quiet on me. That's your problem, homie. No, no, let, let me, can I be real? Any Hispanics in the place? Can I be real? Habla Espanol, see? Yeah. I want to be real with you, right? Here's the problem. Shepherd without sheep will actually cause themselves to eventually starve. Because they don't want to move. You don't want to move. You don't want to move. And then you're in a place of lack when Jesus is about abundance. And when he comes and he begins to say, it's time to move. It's time to move out of 2020. It's time to move out of that relationship. It's time to move out of that mindset. It's time to move. It's time. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. It's time to move. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. You got to move. Look at you. See, sheep are different, right? Because sheep have terrible eyesight. They're, they have terrible eyesight. And because they, if they don't have a shepherd, they rely on their eyesight. And they could even move just a little bit, but move in the wrong direction and possibly fall off a cliff. I'm preaching good. Because here's what happens. Here's what happens. That's why the Bible says crazy stuff like this. It says we walk by faith and not by You know something about sheep? Sheep are pretty amazing because they have terrible eyesight, but they make it up with incredible hearing. That's why the Bible says crazy stuff like this. It says, it says my sheep know my voice and know the voice where they follow. The Bible says crazy stuff like this. Here, he who has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit is saying. 
what Jesus is saying, what Jesus is saying, he's saying this, I have abundance. I have abundance mindset. That's the mindset you should have. I am the great shepherd. I have compassion. I have love towards you. Not condemnation, not fear, not judgment. And by the way, because you're sheep, you need a shepherd. And I am the great shepherd. And my role, Jesus is speaking, is to take you from where you are to where you need to be. He says, he says they are sheep without a shepherd. This analogy is so poignant for us today because we need Jesus in our lives. I need a man. You need Jesus in your life. I need a woman. You need Jesus in your life. Well, I need something because I can't sleep. You need Jesus in your life. Well, I need, you know, I'm single and I had this Jesus thing and I got desires and I need, you need Jesus in your life. People left to themselves without the shepherd will create lack in their lives. Lack of vision, lack of fulfillment, lack of purpose, lack of peace, lack, lack, lack. Number two, write this down. Jesus sees people, not problems, but disciples. What do disciples do? The disciples see problems, then people. <laughs> disciples see problems, not people. In verse 35 and 36, Jesus you know, as is seeing this crowd and the disciples come to him and they say this, Jesus, this is a desolate place and the hour is late. Send them away. It's a desolate place. <laughs> the hour is late. Send them away. I was uh, working on this message for my church and I was in my office and I was just, just, just typing away. I'm a... I know some of you are Mac people, but I'm still Windows. Come on, somebody. I'm Windows. PC, come on in the house. Yes, why? Because it's cheaper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about the viruses? They go around me in Jesus' name, you know? So listen, I, I'm, I'm typing, I'm typing, I'm typing away, and all of a sudden I go, bam, 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 and somebody's pounding on, on my office at my church, and, and it's closed, nobody's there, and they're pounding. I'm like, who's pounding, man? I mean, I mean, really? I gotta finish my sermon? I mean, this is crazy. What's going on? What's happening? I don't even understand this. Okay, please. Oh. And so I, I peek out, I, I just crack my little, my little shades. And I see the guy, he's, he's walking towards our auditorium. So I run out and I go to the, I go to the, uh, to the uh, reception area and I open up the door. And by the time I open up the door, he's back to where my office door is. And I said, hey, bro, you okay? He turns around, he says, and he, he's, he, he's homeless. He, he looks homeless and really disheveled. And he goes, hey, hey. He goes, I, I, I just got to Nevada. I, I don't know Las Vegas. I don't know the lay of the land. I just need to know where I could get a bus pass, and I just need to know where, I just need to know where, you know, I could get some help, and, 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 and watch me now. I mean, I'm like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, jeez, oh, I got to finish my sermon, I got to finish my sermon, and I said, you know, we don't have any rituals right now, they already gave me the food and all that kind of stuff, he goes, okay, okay, man, so he tells me, he says, I'm not asking you for money, thank you, sir, God bless you. 
I go back into, oh, it's going to get in better. I got into my office and I sit down and I'm typing out point number two because point number one is Jesus sees people, not problems. Point number two, the disciples see problems, not people. And something hit me. I go, oh my God. I stop and it was, it must have been 30 seconds and I run out the office, slam open the door and the guy's gone. Now, when I say gone, there was no place he could have gone in 30 seconds. I looked around the building. I looked down the street. He was gone. I think I just entertained an angel unaware. God was making a point to me. Watch the point. The point is, watch the disciples see, watch they see people. What? Not, not, a problem is not people. And here's what they say. Jesus, this is a desolate place. Watch this. Lack of resources. And the hour is late, lack of time. When you major on, I don't have enough resources, I don't have enough time, what you end up doing is you push the problems away. <laughs> I'm going to go there with somebody because I'm going to help somebody right now. Here's what we always do. I'll deal with it manana. Translation, tomorrow. And when you start talking to people, it's like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. And what happens is disciples, instead of watch me looking at what they do have, which is Jesus, which is abundance, which is his presence, which is his power, they begin now to see problems rather than people. Because this lack of time and lack of resources overwhelms them and they push things into tomorrow. But tonight, that's going to stop. You're not going to think that way. Come on, you're not going to see that way. 2021, come on, somebody, is going to be different for you. They see problems, they see problems, they see problems, they see problems rather than, rather than people. The hour is late. How many times have we said that in our own lives? I don't have enough this or enough that. And yet Jesus is right there. And he is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. And if Jesus is there, it changes how the picture is developed. I'm a little bit older than some of you. I remember when you had to take pictures with rolls of film. Oh, now I got a response on that one. Yeah, you're all over 50 that just shouted at me. Let me help you, some of you millennials out. There were things called cameras. And they were rectangle, and you had to pop them open, and you had to have these rolls of film, usually 24 or 36 exposure, right? And you'd have to load it in and then make sure that you hooked the hooks into the two and then close it because it had to... Because if you didn't do it right, you'd be taking pictures, but it wouldn't be taking pictures. So what you would do then is you would now have all these rolls of film, and eventually you would have a drawer full of these rolls of film. And then finally you would say, oh my gosh, I got to go. And they actually had these, they were just like these little itty bitty buildings that were film buildings. You would drive up and you'd see the sign and they'd tell you how much and it was a lot of money. In fact, if you wanted, well, I want double exposures. It's double the price. And then, well, how long before I get my pictures? Seven to 10 days. But you could do express three days 
and it'd be so expensive, right? So you're dealing with, my goodness, lack of resources, lack of time. The development of this picture is going to be way too long. But something's interesting is that there was, not in the earth yet, but in the mind of someone, there was already a thought, a design, that one day we'd be taking pictures with our phones. And now we have the technology to take pictures, and we don't have to pay to get them developed. They show up on your phone, come on, instantaneous. In fact, you could actually edit and make yourself look good. No wrinkles, hair, everything just looks so good. Watch, and then to share it, unlike the old days, you have to wait, you have to pay extra, and then you have to mail the picture. You just text it to somebody. You put on Instagram. See, because watch, that changes the way the picture is developed. With Jesus in your life in 2021, He's going to change, come on, the way things are developed in your life. Come on, in 2021. The disciples are so, so crazy. They're just like me and you. And here's what they say to Jesus. They come to Jesus and say, Jesus, okay, there's too much. There's not enough time. There's not enough resources. Send them away. And what does Jesus do? Jesus tells the disciples, no, 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 you give them something to eat. Wait, 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 wait. What? Orale, Jesus, don't you know? We just told you, not enough time, not enough resources. What do you mean? We give them something to eat. No, no, you're not going to send them away. You're going to give them something to eat. Here's an interesting thought that I want to just submit to you. It is not that they are seen incorrectly, but comprehending incorrectly. Jesus is not disputing their assessment, but their conclusion. It's not that they are... Assessing it wrong, their conclusion is wrong. So Jesus isn't saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I, I, there's not 15,000. There's only five people there. Jesus doesn't live in denial. And if he doesn't live in denial, you shouldn't live in denial. 2021 is not the year for you to say, well, my, my dad passed away, but I'm okay. I don't have to deal with that. I'm just going to go along. I'm just going to do that kind of stuff. No, you've got to learn to deal with your stuff. And Jesus, watch me, he does not dispute their assessment. He only disputes their conclusion. Their conclusion. What have you been concluding? That God says you got the wrong conclusion, right assessment. I know your marriage is hurting, but the wrong conclusion. I know you lost your job, but you didn't lose your provider. I know what the doctor said, but you still got a healer. I know it looks bad, but you got a God that could turn it around. That God could turn it around. That God can turn What the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around. Your assessment is in wrong, but your conclusion is wrong. I get tired of people saying stuff like this. Well, you get a little bit older. Man, your best days are behind you. The devil is a liar. My best days are still ahead of me, baby. I'm just getting started. I'm getting started. If Tom Brady at 43 can still go to the Super Bowl, if LeBron James at 38, watch out, baby. Betty Press is still going to bring it. You need to think that way. 
I get tired of you. I get tired of the young people. Well, when I get older, no, not when you get older. It is right now. God can do something in your life. Come on, somebody, right now. Not tomorrow, tonight, 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 tonight. Hey, it's my breakthrough night. Tonight is when I walk out differently. Oh, no, 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 I'm going to, no, 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 it's going to be better when my circumstances change. No, when I finally get money in the bank, then I'm going to thank God. That's your problem. You think wrong. You think American Christianity, not biblical Christianity. You know, let me just say it to you this way, because I just feel like I'm at home. I'm going to talk to you. I'm the bishop. That's it. Here we go. You know how God changes you? Romans chapter 12, verse 2, New Living Translation. It says this. It says, God changes you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's, that's scripture. He didn't say by changing your circumstances. Ha, 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 yeah. So what happens is, is that we all want the circumstances to change. Oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, 15,000 people. Send them away. Send them away. Jesus, no, you give them some need. What is Jesus trying to do? Listen to me. I'm almost done, which means nothing. Listen to me. What Jesus is trying to do to his disciples and what he's trying to do to us is bring them to the end of themselves. Listen to me. Bring us to the end of self-sufficiency. Of me just, I could do this. I could, no, you can't do it. Listen to me. You need Jesus in your life. I, I won't be able to finish the message. I got some words for people, but let me just say it to you this way. So one of the disciples, they come and they go, okay, Jesus says, no, you give him some knee. Uh, you know, how much, how much is it going to cost to get some bread for all these people? That's what Jesus says. He tells him that. What's Jesus doing? It's a rhetorical question. And so when the disciples go, well, all right, how much is it going to cost? How much is it going to cost? So a guy says, he says, you know what Jesus is going to cost? 200 denarii or 200 days of wages to give them food that would just give them a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. See, see, the enemy is okay if you just have a little bit. He just, he just wants you just to barely get by. He just wants you to believe just for a little bit in 2021. Just a little bit. But that is lack, not abundance. Now, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's crazy because you've got to follow with me. This is crazy. Because no numbers and no names are insignificant in the Bible. Numbers and names are very significant in the Bible. So he says 200, 200. What is 200? Well, 200 is, 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 is 20 times 10. The root of 200 is 20. And 20 is a very interesting number in the scripture. The number 20, it speaks of something. The number means vain expectancy, coming short of God's appointed time. 20 in the scripture has an evil connection. I'm not sure if I'm tracking. Okay, let me, let me help you out. Jacob, when he was working for one of his wives, got, got, got swindled by his father-in-law, and he had labor for 20 years. And then on the 21st year, there was a breakthrough. 
Okay. <clears throat> the children of Israel in 1 Samuel, the Philistines came and took the Ark of the Covenant. And they had it for 20 years. But when 21 came, the glory of God came back into the place. You're still not kept, but it's okay. We're, we're going to work with you. In Judges chapter 4, there was an evil king named Jabin, and he takes the children of Israel. For 20 years, he rules them. 20 years of oppression, 20 years. And then on the 21st year, God raises up a judge, but not just any judge. He, wrote, he raised up a woman named Deborah. In the 21st year, he raised up a woman named Deborah. You see, what are you trying to say? Watch me now. 200 is nothing more than 20 intensified. I don't know about you, but 2020 was a really intense year. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there were some things that happened, come on, in 2020 that I don't want to be repeated in my life ever again. There were some things that I struggled with. There's some things that I went through, but I got good news for you. We have left 2020, and we are now entering into 20... 21. 20, 21. Oh, somebody help me. 2021. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.